This is the Future Forward Aarhus podcast, where we're exploring tomorrow, today, on the radio. Catch us live Wednesdays at 6 p.m. on Student Aarhus Radio. One of the most uh, interesting experiences, I would say, it's when I was in uh, Madeira Island, which is under Portuguese sovereignty, and it's in an island in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean near North Africa. So I was traveling there by myself. I checking myself in this like uh, little guest house on the west side of the island. The thing about the island is like it's very developed, so you have internet coverage every day, and you also have public transportation. Uh, so f- I wanted to go hiking first and take a bus to go to a natural swimming pool and then come back to my village. What happened is uh, I thought I've got lost, and I was trapped in this like village in the middle of nowhere, and I lost one bus a day that actually would take me to my village. I'm like, uh oh. So what can I do now? And I was figuring out my solutions. So I come up with some solutions, which is I could try hitchhike, but there are not many uh, cars going to that direction at the uh, in, during the noontime of that day. And I could try to call my guest house uh, host, but I knew that she was busy. So I was like, mm, why not try Tinder? Because when you think about it, it's a very logical uh, idea. It's a geographically based app, and then people who uh, swipe right and you get a match with, they want to meet you. So I just like sitting there, you know,、uh, after my lunch, charging my phone, drinking my espresso, eating my dessert, and I started swiping. And I put one sentence on my profile. Usually, I don't put anything. I just said, "I got trapped in Pozzalelish, this village, and I need to go to Ponte Manish. Can somebody give me a ride?" So I started swiping. And I kept my standard. Okay, I got. I started to get some matches and started talking with people. And some of them were like, "Oh, my car is under maintenance. I'm so sorry. Otherwise, I'll totally give you a ride." Blah blah blah. And then there was actually one guy who said, "Oh, I can come and give you a ride, but I will be there at four o'clock." And I was like, "Whoa, perfect! Thank you so much." And yeah, and he ended up showing、uh, showing up, and he was just as cute as、uh, on his profile picture, which is like, "Oh, Jake Paul." And but the funny story is, like, when I said hi to him, he was like. Hola, I'm like,、uh. and he didn't speak a word of English. I was like, we were exchanging messages in English, and he told me Google Translator. I'm like, ah,、uh. <laughs> but it ended up being a great experience. Yeah, and he actually took me out.、Uh, we were like drinking pancha, this like typical liquor from the island, freshly made with、uh, malacuja, which is a passion fruit, I think. And then you know, at the west of the island, where there's lighthouse, looking at stars, you know, at Atlantic Ocean, and with the moon and lighthouse and everything. Yeah, and I managed because back then I studied Portuguese for like two months. I managed to use my very broken Portuguese, and we had a nice conversation. At the end of the day, I think it's only it's to do with、uh, what you use、uh, with it, and I think as long as everybody's on the same page. And nobody gets hurt, and you know, and you ended up having a good experience. That's what matters. And what fundamentally changed in my perception in regards of relationship when using Tinder is also has something to do. For example,、uh, you know, instead of a movie, which you know we hear about those people, they get together, they spend you know their whole lifetime together, happily、uh, ever after. And now, what I do instead of making that long feature movie, it's more like collecting. A photo album, 
So each of these days will be like a wonderful memory in my little photo album. And I'm not rejecting the possibility of one day a guy showed up. It's like, okay, I want to be, you know, in the rest of a photo album. The first time that you and your now fiancé actually Skyped was on national Danish radio. What was what was that like? Yeah, so we were doing a radio show about a long-distance relationship, and the journalist was like, I want to interview both of you at the same time. And the best way to do that um, was to Skype. I remember when it was calling and I was like, pick up, pick up. Like, it felt like so long, even though I think it rang three times or something like that. I think I was still like, I was nervous about how it was going to work and whether it would be so different that it would take away this magic that we had created um, over these months. It's just a completely different connection because you can see expressions and there's less misunderstandings as well. I don't think I've ever felt so overwhelmed as at that moment because there was just so many emotions while being interviewed as well and um, trying to sound smart and (laughs) focused. Like, how has that video technology played a part um, since then? Like, how has that, uh, especially as it's gotten better and I think more ubiquitous kind of in our lives, how has that um, been a part of your relationship? Well, we used to, like, Skype once a week or something like that because the time difference and work and stuff, so it's hard to organize. But now, like, I have Skype on my phone. So if he wants to call and say goodnight or whatever, he can... We can talk for five minutes or ten minutes. Um, we can even call through Facebook. Um, and that have definitely had a huge impact. Like my fiancé was hospitalized in the middle of the year. And the fact that he could, he was supposed to go to Denmark a few days later. So he, I was there with him um, in the hospital. Like he could video chat me. If that had been even back when we started, then I would probably have not even heard from him. I would maybe I've got a text message that he was uh, in hospital, but like calling over the phone was ridiculously expensive, so that was not an option. And and also just like using Snapchat and getting just a little picture throughout the day of something funny or something that reminded him of me or us or something that that just makes it feel so much closer it wouldn't have worked out if we didn't have skype and if we didn't have messenger and we didn't have smartphones so we could keep in touch all day a letter to australia takes three weeks so a month and a half before you get a reply on that letter you said like that would not have worked He was a musician and a songwriter and I was a young writer. And so we had this shared Google Docs where 
we would put in poems and lyric ideas and we used to do this dumb thing where we would send each other words every other day and then try to incorporate them into our writing Mm. and it's like one of the ways we really bonded and then after we broke up we went back to the google docs and then kind of our breakup unfolded At the very end, when we stop using the Google Doc, I think it must have been something like 40 pages long. And why did you stop? It was, I think it must have been six months after the breakup, nine months, something like that. And I had just started seeing someone. Um, I was studying abroad in Mexico and I'd seen someone. It was starting to feel like, wow, okay, this might be a thing. This isn't just a fling. So I told him about it via the Google Docs. (laughs) I wrote, you know... I didn't know how to tell you this, so I'm putting it here because I know you still check. I've started seeing someone, and I'm sorry. And I don't know how serious it is because I'm in Mexico, but it felt too real to tell you any other way. And he saw it, and he was just like, what the hell? (laughs) And that was the last thing we put in there. Um, It just became a dead document in my drive. Is it still there? I think so. And then I also, um, there's a second slightly related story, also via Google Docs. The most dramatic things in my life have happened via Google Docs, so I'm kind of terrified of the of the platform at this point. I had a living partner, um, and he kind of just like bundled into my life and was like, I need to know you. And I was like, that's insane. You have a girlfriend. And I said, no, not in that way. Not until you're single. And he came over 12 hours later and said, I'm single now. And it was, it was so the, to set the pace for that, that relationship, it was so dramatic and chaotic and fast. Everything about our relationship was like that. And one morning I woke up and it was 6.30. And on my work email, I had an invitation to view a document from his ex-girlfriend one he broke up with to be with me and um so I turned to him in bed and I said why is your ex sent me a google docs <laughs> and he just his face went pale the first line read dear Sean I need to let you know that John has been cheating on you with me for four months now basically she kept a diary of the days he came over the time what he was wearing (laughs) what they did when they had sex and that was a long document I think it was four pages and I read the entirety of it and I told him get out my house pack a backpack I'm putting your stuff in bin bags you can pick it up another day you know google docs had gone back to being this place where I made group presentations and to-do lists and wrote essays and then so all of a sudden to have this google doc I mean, it was really hard. After that, just to go onto Google Docs, it was there. And it was not something I could delete because I had to remind myself, like, why I'd broken up with him. I've delivered heartbreak via Google Drive and I've received it. And so I think it was really kind of just my Google Drive karma coming back and biting me in the ass. This is the Future Forward Aarhus podcast, where we're exploring tomorrow, today, on the radio. Catch us live Wednesdays at 6 p.m. on Student Aarhus Radio. Radio.